0: So this week this episode is about mindfulness. And I've done this a couple of times already and I hated every moment of what I was doing and how I was coming across. Mindfulness is something that I struggle with even when I do my daily brambles, I'm not being fully mindful. And I wanted to do this this week to help myself with that and uh, I, I know a lot more about mindfulness, but I'm further, str- uh, further frustrated about my inability to be mindful and how little I am grasping the mechanics of it, if I can say that. It's something my personality doesn't actively do, so it's going to be a lot of work. That being said, I'm still going to try to do it but I'm going to butcher my way through it and explain how I have explained the things that I need to work on while doing it in an attempt to explain it. So let's get that started. Mindfulness is defined as a mental state where you are fully in the present, fully in the moment, without judgment of the things you are feeling. That includes what you're thinking, your emotions, your sensations, and just acknowledging them and essentially analyzing them. I wanted to start with that because I read a couple different versions of mindfulness and this was my version of it. This is how I understand mindfulness and it's the thing I wanna work on. What I struggle with when it comes to that is I can be in the moment, but I sure shit can't be non-judgmental about what I'm going through. And I also tend to bleed from the present and the moment to context of how I got to here and why how I got here and why I might be experiencing the things that I am or acting the way that I am but I also bleed to the future where I am contemplating what the downhill looks like. Even in the middle of a conversation, I'm better at thinking about how the conversation I'm having will branch into different categories depending on how I respond. And that's part of my struggle with mindfulness. That being said, there are some things that I am decent with, in some ways. One of them is stress reduction, using mindfulness as stress reduction. So everybody's home. So I just decided to move outside to avoid the noise and chaos of everything. We'll see how this goes. There's a lot of noise in the background, so hopefully it's not too bad. Where was I? Stress reduction. So, I'm good at taking a moment and understanding what I'm going through from a stress perspective. Is it that there is, well, there's two different kinds of stress to my understanding. I'm sure there's more than that, but two main categories of stress. There's the, everything is on me right now. I'm overwhelmed with what my what is stimulating me. And it's kind of a panic mode thing, what I experience at Valorant quite often, actually. And then there's the, everything's been on me all day long and I've been managing that, and now I'm just worn out and I can't take one more thing, even though everything else is off of me. Kids kind of experience this in some ways. Um, um, I have penalty. I read somewhere that a teacher once wrote I think it was a blog, maybe it wasn't, where a teacher explained that they would uh, not make their kids immediately do homework when they got home from school because kids generally spend all day trying to be good and trying to follow the rules and trying to be proper. Typically, from my experience, this is 100% an opinion, kids who act out at school tend to have to be in that perfect mental state at home. So that is their option for outlet because what they're going to deal with at school is not as bad as what they might deal with at home. So give or take, that's a generalization. I'll take that. People disagree with me, but I see that when the kids come home from school, they are crazy and they need time To get the craziness out. They need the shakes out. They need the... Let's just knock everything over. Moment after school. Because they've had it pent up all day long. That's the other version. That's the... So if I come home and then I start making them do homework. Or start making them do something for baseball. Or we're going to try practicing throwing or something. They've had enough. And it turns out to be a fight the whole time. So we give them that moment of release. I bring that up because for me and something I've been trying to teach the kids is breathing. Mindful breathing is what, what I remember reading about that. Mindful breathing where you take a moment and you breathe whatever type of breathing works for you. There are many different versions. There's many different techniques or protocols, but the purpose is to put yourself in the moment and feel the breaths to feel how your body is stressed out and to use the breathing to wind that out. One of the breathing techniques I read was called body scanning. And I used to do this. It was Jay Shetty. I think like a monk, I believe the book was called. And he talked about one of his nighttime routines was breathing in and sensing like all the stress from your body coming into your lungs and then exhaling it out of your mouth, of course, when you exhale. And the I actually tried that and it actually was really I was very calm after doing that. I remember feeling the stress from my body being released, so there's a way to visualize that. And it was very nice. It was very nice. I still don't I don't do it still, but it was nice when I was doing it as a part of a night ten routine. So I think that I would say that it does work. It just wasn't something that made me go to sleep. It made me it made me think more. It made maybe think more. So so stress reduction with mindfulness can be done through just taking a moment and experiencing where you are. If you're gonna do the breathing techniques, just kind of feel how your, your breath is going in and out and how that's what that's doing to your body and what that's doing to your emotions, what that's doing to just your general senses. The other side of, I guess, stress reduction with it is taking a second and just fully focusing on your feelings or fully focusing on, let's say you're having a a panic attack and you take a second, get into a quiet room, do your breathing and focus on your heart slowing down. Focus on your body feeling sweaty and take your mind off of everything else that was causing you to think. Usually, in my experience, the people that I've known who have had panic attacks, they're worried about something that's coming, not about something that has happened. And they're not worried about something that they're doing. It's about the future. And so taking a moment and getting your head out of the future and getting into the now, which can, again, be this chair I'm touching, the s- s- socks on my feet, right, the clothes on my back, the glasses on my face, and feeling the, the texture and those things while doing the breathing techniques can be helpful as well. The second thing I want to talk about is emotional intelligence with in relation to mindfulness and how something I do struggle with, even more than stress reduction or any other type of, of mindfulness, is taking a moment in the middle of a conversation or in the middle of one of my reactions to something and ask myself, why i feel the way i feel if i have a plan for how i want some set of time to go and something deviates that from that plan i can get frustrated depends on what the plan was it depends on the day it depends on how much stress i had earlier in the day and how stressed out i am now so depending on those things i don't always need things to go to plan but i know that when i have a high expectation for something that i'm looking forward to i can get really frustrated and sometimes that causes me to just bark at somebody. And I've even had conversations at work where I go into a meeting and I have an expectation of how the dialogue's going to go. We have all this information, so we should be on the same page. And when something comes out of the blue, I, I get annoyed by it. And it doesn't make sense to me that things weren't whatever it could be brought up before, why this person wasn't in a meeting that we had, because maybe we had multiple meetup meetings. Whatever those reasons are, it doesn't matter. I need to be able to take a second, check myself, and go, right now I'm feeling this, and I need a moment before I respond. And I think that that's a little bit of how the EQ of the dialogue that I read, dialogue, documents that I read, were talking about taking mindfulness and applying it to emotional intelligence or EQ. And that's something that I've always struggled with. Um, again, I said that I can't really be in the moment. My brain starts racing at, again, how do we get here? That's a question I ask myself a lot with anything really. How do we get to the moment we're in and why are we struggling to push through this? And then again, I have that piece in me that thinks about the branches of where this is going and all the work I've already done. How much more work am I gonna have to do? The other side of emotional intelligence is not just understanding yourself, which is important, obviously, but understanding the emotions of the person around you uh, or the person you're speaking to or the people around you. And if you are struggling with taking a moment to analyze yourself, then you're gonna struggle taking a moment to analyze the other person. So I would say that even the first half of emotional intelligence is something I struggle with when stress is on me, which is why I led with stress or when the expectation of stress is going to be on me. And so the emotional intelligence second leg of that, which is, again, the understanding other people around you and being able to navigate and tackle those things is going to be something that mindfulness can help me with. And, again, it's about taking that moment. So another reason that I struggle kind of going through this podcast or the writing and scripting of this podcast was I really really struggled taking a moment so I started doing it during the podcast I started taking a moment while I was speaking it or while I was writing different pieces of it and I realized how frustrated I was getting with with it so I kind of threw everything out the window and I just sat down with the camera and I started talking that's kind of how everything started here And I think that that's something I like doing, but I don't feel prepared to talk about it. So I have these major categories, and I'm trying to figure out how to be in the moment right now, and learning to enjoy a little bit of silence. I think that will help with my ums also, by the way, that it's okay to take a second to think exactly about what I want to talk about. This isn't related to emotional intelligence, but I think acknowledging it and trying to learn from it does apply to emotional intelligence. So that's where I'll end this segment of the mindfulness uh, with the again, emotional intelligence. The last kind of pieces that I wanted to talk about was relationships and talking about applying the first two categories to gaming, which I think can be related to relationships. So they're kind of twofold, and I'll try to tackle them at the same time. When it comes to, I think this is more of an emotional intelligence item, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to gaming, which I think is really more related to one stress and how you deal with stress when it comes to a game. By the way, I'm making that face because it's just a game at the end of the day. But also on the other side of it, the people that are in your lobby on both your team and the other team are people that have emotions as well. And I have had a habit of responding to a negative teammate in a negative way because I didn't take a second and actually think about why I needed to say what I was going to say. Which is weird because I have pushed to talk and there's no reason for me to feel like I have to respond immediately. I have plenty of time for there the to be silence in the response. There are moments where I won't respond and it will I will attempt to imply that I have muted people so that I can listen to them as well but that is I don't think that's emotionally intelligent. I think that's just sneaky. But those things are those things come up in relationships when stress is on and you haven't figured out how to uh, apply EQ to yourself. So I'll tell a little bit of a story about maybe a conversation my wife and I have had multiple times in the course of our marriage and even before, and it is, I'll won't get into the details of the conversation. They all generally go this way. She has an agenda and I have an agenda over some topic. It's usually not food. It's usually not, what are we doing this weekend? It's usually not things like that. It can be things like, how do we incentivize our kids or how do we navigate the the next holiday uh... we're going to do a we're already looking at the vacations for next year and having conversations about that and she has an agenda of why she wants to do those vacations and i have an agenda of why i do or don't want to do those vacations so every conversation comes up and sometimes we're on the same page we're actually on the same page a lot but the moments when we're not it ends up being two people with agendas butting heads without taking a moment to discuss what, just discuss what our agendas are and make sure that the moment that we're in, the conversation we're having together is an open and non-judgmental conversation, which is kind of a key to mindfulness, as well as essentially just being an active listener and trying to figure out what the other person wants. One of the things they teach at, I'm sure, most offices, my my office as well, is seek first to understand. It's kind of the little buzz phrase that they use. Seek first to understand. And all too often, we don't. As people, not just my wife and I, but people in general, we don't. Um, My duo and I last night, Code and I last night, were playing with a Neon who at the beginning of the game, was having a good time and constantly saying how he can play like an idiot, and it's okay because we were up like five zero or something. And then later in the game, he went and he pushed dish. He pushed dish to try to get the orb and died, and rightfully so. Code was like, "Dude, you're throwing," and instead of just acknowledging, the guy responded back and tried to uh, essentially attack Code for his KD and then they had a back and forth and I was in the middle of the game so I wasn't even thinking clearly but I wouldn't have anyway taken a moment just been like hey let's chill for a second Um, I get why you did what you did but you also could have done it in a way that wasn't going to get you killed myself and Code also could have not been accusatory to the guy he already said he was an idiot he was playing like an idiot all game long so we kind of had a guy in our lobby that was just going to do it. I think if I was focusing on emotional intelligence, then it would have been a moment where there was no need to respond in our reality. And Code and I should have had a dialogue, uh, Discord danieling, and calmed each other down, because I was frustrated at that point as well. I know he was, and I think we could have handled that as a team, as, as the duo, versus trying to be two level headed people in a party of five or in a in a team of five. So those are the kind of examples of things that I think mindfulness can help with if given the opportunity to remember. If you give yourself the opportunity to remember to do them. Okay, that's it. I'm stopping. That's it. I feel like I've gone on long enough. If I'm mindful about it, I know I've gone on long enough. I'm out my Lack of understanding of mindfulness. I will not recap. I've already said I do not do not like recapping. So no mm-hmm. recap. That being said, next week I'm doing a lore drop. I had somebody ask me once what my perspective was on purpose and meaning of life of a of a life, value of life, I guess. So I'll do a purpose and mindful sorry, purpose oh, it's on my head purpose and meaning jpc larger all right thank you all have a good weekend have a good week next week and we'll see you then bye